When I first met Ethan Wasserman, I was taken aback by his kindness and positive energy. I knew that I was walking into a meeting with a person with ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. But to be honest, I didn't really know what that meant. Most of us have probably encountered the effects and stereotypes surrounding ADHD, but we may not know what it really like to live with it, to be crippled by the total lack of control over your thoughts and your actions. Ethan was open, kind, positive, and so willing to share. I could see that through his struggles to control his condition, he had built himself a story, a narrative about his life that is well worth sharing. Ethan's story is about accepting and taking care of yourself so that you can experience the best life no matter what's in front of you. Let's hear what he has to say. I was first diagnosed with ADHD in kindergarten at a far too young age to understand what it meant or what a struggle would be for years to come. Being medicated for ADHD hasn't solved the so-called problem, nor has it helped me combat the stigma surrounding my condition. Some say people like me are crazy. Others say my condition doesn't even exist. But this is my reality. ADHD has impacted everything I do, and finding happiness and success in spite of it has been a roller coaster of experiences and emotions. In the simplest terms, ADHD gets in the way of the life you want to live. In grade school, I was denied advanced placement classes and said I was required to take support lab classes. I struggled to flourish in a classroom setting. I struggled to even make it to class. In 10th grade, I was constantly skipping class. I had trouble me writing, meeting deadlines, and generally proving my intelligence. These same issues follow me around to this day. The labels and so-called support conditions placed around me as I was growing up made me feel dumb, and I struggled with self-esteem. A condition like ADHD can shake a person's confidence daily and takes a lot of perseverance. Since I was a little kid, I have researched ADHD. Some experts say children can grow out of it. I wanted so badly to prove that I was one of these people. I wanted to prove that I could succeed without medication. So one day in college, I just stopped taking my meds. That semester was one of the worst. I spent countless hours in states of distraction and virtually no hours doing what was expected of me in my classes. The stress really started getting to me and I would alienate myself from my friends and my support. Bouncing back was tough, but possible. When I started attending the Wellness Resource Center here on campus, I found a world of resources in front of me. They were tailored to help me be the best version of myself. It opened the door to my future, but best of all, it closed the door on my past and all of my previous failures. Those events were no longer negative forces in my life, but positive ones I could learn from. When I share my story, I'm reminded by life's many possibilities. I stay medicated and check in with the members of my support systems regularly. I work through and with my ADHD, and I've accepted that I will always have to. I have to be able to make a place for myself here at Temple, serving as an orientation leader, a peer educator, at the Wellness Resource Center and a peer mentor for the Healthy Lifestyles Living Learning Community. I am very proud of these accomplishments and my proven ability to work and thrive. ADHD does not define me anymore. It is my personal goal to educate people about this condition and to help others with ADHD realize that there's a place for them in school and friend circles and in the world in general. There are always, there are ways for ADHD patients and students to bounce back from the kinds of difficulties I've faced. And I believe we can make it happen. We can all make it happen 
by sharing stories and practicing acceptance for ourselves and for others. Ethan, thank you so much. It's just been great getting to know you and learning more about your story. Um, can you possibly walk us through what it's like to have ADHD in a non-clinical non definition, almost? Tell us you know, what it's like for you to be in a classroom versus what it's like for somebody else being in a classroom. Yeah, sure. Um, there's a lot of things to it. So part of it is there's just getting distracted really easily. There's hyperactivity. There's getting lost in thought. Um, there's just being very disorganized, and so it's kind of hard to keep up in the classroom. Uh, and then, uh, like a lot of academic settings, they're kind of geared towards like a, a linear type thought. So like step one goes to step two to step three. But myself and a lot of people with ADHD, we kind of think of like step one goes to step A, and then that kind of connects to B, which can connect to two, and you know, it connects to like maybe like a square, like idea square and things like that. Right. So it's more of like a, it's kind of like a fluid system is how it's like been described. Like I, I kind of like go over more details. So it can take longer to get to like step three. Okay. And to be honest, like most of like A, B and square and stuff, just isn't really necessary to get to get to the goal, and it's kind of like more of a distraction or like little tidbits that don't actually like help you out. When we met, we talked about you telling people that you have ADHD. Are you obviously you're on the show today, so you're more comfortable, and you want to tell people what it's like to have ADHD. Um, what is your reaction? What is the reaction that you get sometimes from your classmates when you tell them? Um, I mean, nowadays, for the most part. People are pretty surprised. You know, I can keep myself really calm and collected. Um, if if there is like, you know, a time where I'm being really hyper, you know, and then I mention it, they'll be like, oh yeah, okay. Um, and that was a lot more when I was younger too. Um, and that and that doesn't bother me or anything. You know, I think it's kind of funny. But those would be some of the reactions. Do you have some best practices that you do every day to help you, uh, in addition to the medication? I know that we talked to you and said that you were really big into diet. Do you exercise? And yeah. Um, so I don't do any special diet or anything. I just keep myself healthy. Um, you know, make sure I get my vitamins, make sure it's a well-balanced diet, things like that. Uh, and then in terms of exercise, uh, during the winter I don't go out that much, but, you know, I try to do some running or like some stretches. I do like a lot of yoga type things, just things that are relaxing and get my body moving. You know, sometimes I hear people make a joke of it, you know, oh, I can't keep it, I can't, you know, I can't keep it, I can't keep my attention, I have ADHD, or oh, I have ADD. Like, what would you say to those people to, you know, does, A, does that bother you when they make, they make jest of, because, you know, when you're in a wheelchair, and you have a disability, we see that person. We see a person in a wheelchair when someone's have, and so we hold the door for them and we're kinder to them. And when somebody has crutches, we're, we hold the door and we're kinder. Do you find that people are nicer to you once, they, once you tell them you have ADHD? Uh, no, I don't really see that. I mean, it'd be nice if people were a bit more patient, but I, I guess in terms of like being comical about it, mm -hmm. I don't really mind to be honest. I, you know, for me, I'm, pretty comfortable with myself and having ADHD, so like I admit it is kind of funny sometimes, you know? How like did you get that though, Ethan? Like you, you, you <laughs> seem like you're very comfortable with it and I, I, I applaud you, you know, so how did you reach that level where your self-esteem feels good about, you know, who you are and the fact that you have ADHD? Um, well, 
a lot of it has to do with just being one like really happy for those moments that I think my ADHD gives me. Um, just it, like sometimes you know, just those those times when I'm like really hyper and really happy and can share those experiences with other people and just like having a support system of friends and family and like resources here at Temple, it's just uh, really helpful too. And uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. That's okay. <laughs> what would you tell, I, you know, I should another question. What would you tell somebody that was recently diagnosed with ADHD? What advice would you give them? Yeah, um, well, there's a lot of resources here. You could come talk to me also for while I'm still here. Uh, and you know, I think a lot of it is just to kind of keep trying try and work out some strategies, just take some time to get to know yourself and figure out what what best works with you and how you can best kind of work and compromise with your ADHD. Okay, great. Um, you did talk a little bit, and I'd like to just briefly give that example when you were in seventh grade, how you just, <laughs> you know, you remember you were being, you were in class one day and then you just found yourself walking around aimlessly and you really weren't sure. So I think that you've come a long way, extraordinarily long way, and I'm so happy that you came today to share your story with us. That's awesome. But um, is there one piece of advice or something that you could just say to somebody who, you know, you seem like you're a very happy guy and you said that you wish people would be kinder when they find out that you have it. What piece of advice would you also give to somebody that finds out that they have it and people aren't treating them nice and they're struggling with that? Uh, well, that can be difficult. You know, a lot of people do have that experience. Um, and, you know, depending on what situation is, you can just kind of take yourself away from those people a bit and find the people that that are nice and find the people that are good people, um, you know, and that are patient and respectful. I think you'll have a lot better time with them. And then if you if you can't do that as well, you still have to be honest. And sometimes you do have to try a bit harder. Um, That's great, Ethan. Thank you so much. I just, I'm, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. I'm so happy that you came on the show. I just want to thank you so much and we'll be right back. We will now hear from our expert, Lauren Highsmith. Lauren is a student services coordinator at Temple University's Disability Resources and Services Department and works with students who need extra support getting through the daily grind of college life. Lauren is a Temple alumna and previously worked as a mental health and disabilities coordinator of the Head Start program. She has extensive experience in working with young children with special needs, including ADHD, and she's a member of an excellent team serving as a support resource for Temple students. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Lauren. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, so we heard, you heard Ethan's story. Um, can you explain to us in clinical terms what ADHD is? Sure. Um, well, ADHD is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Um, basically, it's people who have a hard time paying attention or focusing. Um, they could also just be extremely hyperactive, or there could be a combination of both thereof. Okay. Is there a test that people can do if you think you might have it? You know, is, what would you recommend if somebody is in, you know, the university and says, oh, I'm just having so much, I'm having a difficult time paying attention in this class? Okay. Um, well, for adults, if you're a college student, for adults, it's a little different than it would be getting tested if you were a child. Um, over at our Psychological Services Center, they do do testing for ADHD, among other things. Um, so anyone who is a current Temple student who believes they may have ADHD can also 
go there and be tested. Um, you have to have, um, sorry, you have to have symptoms from ADHD that have um, come from childhood into your adulthood, and they'll do an extensive test. Um, as an adult, it's a little bit different. They may actually interview parents, um, spouse, teachers, they do like a full physical examination. Those are some of the things that they wouldn't do for a child, but for an adult, those are, um, that's part of the testing to determine if you have ADHD as an adult. So is it, so I didn't know that. So you can have symptoms as a child and then be an adult and now, now you have ADHD. Right, well you have to have symptoms of ADHD as a child that have reached into or have um, gone into adulthood as well before they can diagnose you with ADHD because typically the onset of ADHD is children that are around six to seven years old. So that has to carry over into your adulthood and then you can be diagnosed with ADHD if you meet the other criteria as well. Okay. Do you think that um, parents have a stigma when their child is diagnosed with ADHD? You know, what is the reaction that you, you hear a lot? I, I can't say that I've ever seen parents um, feel guilty or anything about their child having ADHD. I think because it's so prevalent now um, that it's not, I mean, maybe back in the day when they first started diagnosing children with ADHD, it may have been a little bit different, but coming from my background where I worked with children with ADHD, I never had a parent that felt guilty or was ashamed of their child having ADHD. I think the hardest part for them was determining whether or not to medicate their child or try um, like a holistic approach to dealing with a small child with ADHD. So that's interesting because you, you brought up an interesting point. You said that we're, you know, we're talking about it more. We're definitely right. talking about ADHD a lot more in ADD. Um, why is that? I think because it's just so prevalent nowadays. Um, I think sometimes people throw the term out there and they're like, oh, um, you know, I heard you say when you were speaking to Ethan, oh, I can't concentrate, I must have ADHD. Um, well, that's just one symptom of having ADHD. But I think because it's so prevalent among um, children and in our society that people know what it is and so they just kind of throw it out there, like I may have ADHD. Um, but I, I just think that anyone who believes that they have ADHD and are really struggling, especially um, on college campuses, if you're really struggling with following directions or, or just reading directions multiple times and not being able to grasp what what it is you're supposed to be doing. Um, if you feel like you're sitting in class and you just can't focus and you kind of get lost in your thoughts, I, I implore you to go over to the Psychological Services Center and get tested and get evaluated. There is a cost though, but it's on a sliding scale. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think that um, people should know about, what would you like the, everyone to know about ADHD and, and having it here on the college campus? I mean, Ethan, it was interesting, I think you, Ethan said that he would, wished, you know, that people would be maybe a little kinder and nicer, right. and we've talked about that as well. So, you know, when people find out, is there something that, that people can do for their friends and their family that do have it? I think just be um, patient with them and understand that if you say something to them one time, you may have to say it to them again if they weren't necessarily focused or paying attention um, at that time. I think it's also important to know that there are plenty of resources on campus that are available to people with ADHD and other disabilities. Um, the Disabilities Resources and Services Center, or not center, department, sorry, is um, located in Ritter Annex on the first floor and you can always come in and make an appointment to speak with any of the service coordinators um, and we can help you and try to figure out the best course of action. But I just think it's important that if you, if you feel like you may have ADHD or if you have a friend that you think may have ADHD to speak to your doctor about it um, or any other mental health professional and just get the ball rolling with trying to get diagnosed basically. 
I just think it's great that we're having this conversation, you know, mm-hmm. because people are so afraid to talk about ADHD or ADD. Um, right. You know, you talked about being medicated versus the holistic approach. What is that just for children that they when they first get it or is that adults or you know is that an option or is it all strictly you have ADHD you must be medicated um no I think that that's a personal choice um I think that if you know when you have small children parents are sometimes a little hesitant to start medicating them especially if you've been diagnosed when you were like five or six years old but some parents you know they they do medicate their child. And that's a completely, you know, personal choice. Um, but just as Ethan said, he exercises, he eats well. If you believe in a holistic approach, those can also be ways to work with your ADHD without having to take the medication or at least maybe not as much of it. Um, but that's completely up to you, your doctor, your mental health professional. Right. I don't want to like encourage anyone to not take their medication. Um, but yeah, I do believe that you can do, you can try both ways, medicated or a holistic approach. Great. Well, you seem really passionate about this topic, and um, I don't know if you know, but the show is about you know self-esteem, and we talked a little bit about Ethan. I mean, Ethan just seems like he's a poster child for yeah. overcoming ADHD. Do you mm-hmm. have any other um, tips that you could offer, a, a tip or two that you could offer to somebody who has ADHD and might watch the show and be struggling? You know, Ethan has this great you know, refreshing way about him. He's just genuinely a happy person, you know? Not Mm -hmm. everybody has that approach. Is there a a tip or two that you could offer to someone that is out there struggling with ADHD? I think my tip would be to just um, try to gather a support system around you. Um, If you're here on campus, like I said, there's many resources. There's a wellness center. There's disability resources and services department. Um, There's a psychological services center. There's Tuttleman. There's a lot of resources here on campus that can help you. Um, And then also, I think it's just important to not get down on yourself because you have ADHD or because you think you have ADHD and just to know that there are ways to treat it and work around it. Well, that's what I was getting to. You know, I love that everybody needs to get a support system surrounding them and then maybe create some type of daily mantra to remind themselves that, you know, ADHD is is something that they can overcome and they can work at every day. Right. Thank you very much. It was great to meet you and great to have you on the show. And I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. What I love about Ethan's story is his determination, his fight to prove that despite or maybe even because of his ADHD, he's just like any other person. Ethan's cross to carry is ultimately what made him stronger. It forced him to prove his ability to overcome obstacles and to find the good in a scary and overwhelming situation. At some point in all of our lives, all of us have carried or will carry something that will challenge us, weaken us and toughen us up. And then it will push us forward. The negative parts in our lives are ultimately tools we can use to become personal experts at bouncing back. When we look back on the hardest times and our darkest hours, we are reminded of all we have accomplished and our inner strength and beauty. Your struggles have made you a person you can be proud of. All of us are faced with different challenges that require us to rise above adversity. We want you to know that your story and what you have to say is important. It's worth talking about, it's worth fighting for, and it's worth finding your happiness. We hope you can embrace our messages of positive self-worth, love, and acceptance. And remember, with support and determination, we can all bounce back.